And again, we, we have are, returned. We are back. Your worst nightmare. Actually, ah, probably somebody's zero. Somebody's worst nightmare. Seven? Holy crap, we had seven people waiting? Okay, oh. well, what? why'd you just say zero a second Because it was ago? zero, and then it said seven. It said zero, followed shortly thereafter by seven. This software sucks. That's the software. Well, now it's fault. six. So okay, we're going. <laughs> we're going. We're going with the intro. Cover to Covered is a podcast that features two idiots talking about music at length, and occasionally a dog does make an appearance. There will also be special guests from time to time that will show up, and they will be smarter than the hosts. And the hosts will give their opinions. By the way, they are exactly that: opinions. They are not truths, they are not fallacies, and they do not reflect the views or opinions of their employers or those they employ. So with that, just enjoy the damn show. I'm glad uh, Gall McCartney. Whoa, why is there a thumbs up on my head? That was I don't crazy. know. Somebody must have given us a thumbs up or unless. Uh, me- no, that was like an emoji. I like how yeah. Goldfish holding the hamburger made it into the intro. Well, yeah, he's in there twice, actually. And the very last frame, it says, look at him. Look at that stupid face <laughs> so, on the meme. So. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're 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 back and insulting as always. So, uh, oh, Mike, that's Nick. Nick, what what uh, what store do you own? Rock City Music Company. And where are you located? Five Mile in Farmington in Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com and all social media platforms. And what are your Black Friday specials? Oh, let's see. We got gear. <laughs> gear's gonna be. Uh, 20% off store-wide? Most that of it. That seems to be the world right now. The world is 20% off. Should we do more? you looking at your emails. I'm just saying, everybody's doing 20% off. I think we should do, then we should do more then, right, Mike? Uh, 21% off. 21% off. Uh, record store date titles will be 10% off. Uh, all used and new vinyl will be 15% off. And previous, here's here's where some some people are really going to have some savings. Previous RSD uh, titles and some other select vinyl is going to be 60% off. Whoa! Boom! 60, 60, 60. Yes. And then also, uh, there'll be some there'll be some other uh, specials that will only be uh, allowed to be discussed in the store. Only in store, otherwise they lose dealerships. Yes, yes, exactly. Pat Pat Middlestat says what? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Pat Pat, what? although hey, God, the thing. Well, actually, I probably shouldn't say this on the air. Pat, I would just say that uh, your uh, record store day wish list is. Uh, quite expensive just putting it out there 
I had to th- I had to think about how I was going to frame that. So, uh, in other words, Gene Simmons would be a big fan. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, Patrick, when you buy the albums on Black Friday, we invented black. We invented the color black. We invented Friday. We invented Black Friday. Kiss BlackFriday.com. That was originally. Uh, I I I own that domain name. I sold it for a lot of money. Black Friday, Patrick Middlestad, we love you. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, since I've done a gene, so you know. Uh, but people still appreciate it, I'm sure. Um, I, well, maybe, maybe. There's some other, uh, but the big thing for vinyl people, which is probably who's watching this show or at least I would hope, there is over 500 used LPs going out at Rock City. 500? 500. And 500? Some... 500. Did you say 500? Yes. Okay, good. 500. Uh, and some crazy rare stuff in there. Uh, original presses of, like, 90s albums and uh, Iron Maiden records and Pearl Jam and them crooked vultures and uh queen and uh all sorts of stuff that you never see it's it's all we're we're packing the bins will there be any kiss available uh, for the will, kiss fans there will only Detroit? be a couple select titles of kiss only a couple of select titles some of our biggest uh hits like hot in the shade one of our best albums ever uh, I, I think that that album is woefully underrated, as they say. Yes, as they say. Actually, that's a crazy rare record, and it's what, what's funny that you bring that up, Mike, is I had a customer ask me the other day if we ever see a copy of Hot in the Shade. I'll sell them one. I got two. Uh-oh. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, Gene gave me one. No, that's uh, impossible. He would have never gave you one. I would never give anything away willingly. I would charge you double because it was me, Gene Simmons, who handed it off to you. My first instinct is, is to, to stri- strike. <laughs> well, what did you say? It's to strike, I said. Oh, I'm okay. following it along. <laughs> but then we changed it to, my first instinct is to sue. <laughs> exactly. Gene... So. Good old Gene. So, all right, kids. Well, that's that's some of what Nick's got going on for Black Friday. Uh, this show is about Record Store Day, the Black Friday edition, which has been more of a newer sort of uh, thing. Uh, you know, it was, you know, Record Store Day was April. Yep. That's what it was. Then it was April and June. No. Oh, no, no. It was April it, and Black Friday. Yes. And then it right. was April and June and Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> now it's... April and Black Friday, I think. Yes. I think they cut out June now, right? They did. The June thing was just the one the one time. It was just the one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which Gene Simmons didn't mind. More Kiss was released. Um, I, I'm sorry. I've, we've been away so long. I've been wanting to get all this Gene out of my system. There's so much to catch up on. There is so much Gene. Uh, and that's where we're going to start. So... Yeah, Record Store Day, we're going to talk about a bunch of titles, and we're going to go through it kind of rapid fire. But uh, Nick and I have been away for a while doing our own thing, just living life and dealing with the shit that comes along with it. 
And part of the shit is seeing a lot of concerts. Now, both of us have been to several shows, not as many as Bob Tyrell goes to in a three-day period. <laughs> but uh, our last guest, uh, we love you, Bob. Thank you for being here. And if anybody wants to check that one out on the podcast, just audio-only side, or right here on YouTube, it was the last episode, episode 44. Uh, but yeah, there's been a lot of concerts. You've gone to a lot of concerts. I've gone to a lot of concerts. Uh, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm tired. tired too. Yeah. So we, we have to discuss the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Kiss. Yes. We have to discuss... <laughs> <laughs> Good one, John. The, all right, this is. I'm sorry. That's great. Uses Gene's voice. Receives invoice in mail. <laughs> so good. Uh, whoa. All right. So no. Normally you want to get Gene in you. No, not so much. Maybe you with the multiple chins. Uh, want to have him? You know, do his laundry. Like your chins is sort of like a washboard. There's so many chins there, Jeff. But anyway. Um, and speaking of, I, I might sound different as Gene because I'm using a different mic because I don't remember where I put my other one. So apologies. That's part of the reason why the Gene impression today isn't as good as it normally is. is that yeah. You don't quite have the bass response that you usually have. I have to really get into the mic and start to eat it. Yeah, like he does when he bites the, the thing off the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Spits well. it. Well, we both saw Gene and the rest of Kiss at different shows. And uh, I'm sure it was the same exact set list. <laughs> I'm sure it was the same exact raps. Did, did you did you get making love? Yeah, we got making yeah. love. Yeah, That was so like was, the, one, the one deep cut for the, yeah. the real hardcore Kiss fans out there. And I this was like, one's called making love. love. Yeah, I, you know, Roger just looked at me when I did that, too. <laughs> he was just like, what? Um yeah it was okay i mean they could have picked probably a better deep cut i i, I, don't I know. disagree i was stoked to hear that it I, was all right you here's know. what they could have done here's what they definitely could have done they definitely could have removed say yeah from sonic boom from the set list that definitely could have been axed um yeah oh wait wait on that note on that note so uh, paul does his rap before they play it this song is from an album called Sonic Boom. Crickets. Yeah, right. Everybody's like, I'm Crickets. going to get a beer. And then he's like, I said. <laughs> <laughs> I he, said. Went back again. he went back again. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, you know, okay. Like golf I guess claps. So. And then they said, play and say, yeah, which is the last song on Sonic Boom. So it's like. You're not going to get past the first couple of songs anyway. You're never going to get to the end. And while it's not a terrible song. It's not a good one either. It's not a great one either. And you could have picked from any other number of albums that you made as Kiss. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. But here's what can't be said. Okay. The show was fucking unbelievable. The, the show fire, was awesome. The pyro. The screens. Yeah, everything was great. Um, I tried uploading a video that I made of it, and it didn't take. Oh, it's probably um, Gene on YouTube. <laughs> there will be no... You know, <coughs> we're watching you right now, and we understand you wanted to review our show. So... Uh, that'll cost you ninety nine ninety five per minute. Uh, 
send all the money to kissonline.com where there's nothing at 20% off. Yeah, right. Yeah, on Black Friday, Kiss charges you more than yeah. they were going to previously. Oh, and now they have the lick it up uh lick 40th it up, anniversary 40th anniversary nonsense with like triple triple picture disc yeah. with like their faces like ooh. <laughs> and then they have the Japanese single album. I would buy that one first. Yeah, right. Like instantly above the triple picture disc, which you know is going to sound terrible because it's a picture disc. Uh, and that's $80 on top of it. So, yeah. <laughs> plus um, plus like 12 to ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gene looked at it. Therefore, it's an extra $15. Um, but the show, yes, it was undeniably fun. It was a fun show. Was it the best concert I've ever seen? Absolutely not. Not even close. But it was a fun show. It was definitely a fun show. It was just all the stuff they always do. Yeah. You know, and I, I, apart from a lot of the screens and everything behind them, like that part of the show was like really cool. Um, you know, it, it was, and the pyro was great. I really enjoyed that. Um, especially at the end when they just kept ending. Yeah. Like we're doing the steel night. panther ending. Yeah. Rock and roll all night is, is a two and a half minute song. <laughs> and it went on for eight minutes yeah. because they just kept ending and ending and then fire and then smashing guitars and then and more then fire, more fire. And then another rap then from ending, Paul, then a rap from Paul. And then can we get one more? <laughs> 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 And so we all went, Wah! and then they all went off stage. Yep. And that was it. And then they played God Gave Rock and Roll to you over the, uh, over the loudspeakers. And it said, Kiss loves you, Hollywood, on the screen. Well, yours said Hollywood, mine said Detroit. Yeah. Well, the difference between mine and yours, yours was indoors, right? Yep. Outdoors, since mine was at the Hollywood Bowl, there was like a five-minute fireworks presentation that went through that entire song off the top of, of the stage, That's which was sweet. cool. That's that was sweet. really cool. So was it worth the money I paid? Yeah, I think it was. Was it worth more than the money I paid? Not really, no. Well, is there, because here's the real question. Could you have paid more than you paid? Oh, yeah. yeah, I could have. I had, I had the ability to take to buy tickets like all the way down front when because I had a presale thing. So um, I didn't want to pay four to $500 a ticket, um, but I paid about 200 <laughs> Right. Oh, I paid more uh, than that. Yeah, well, because you probably went further down, and we were not. I was like, I was, it was in an arena. I was in the lower bowl, like two sections over from the stage, like six rows up from the floor. Being who we were and and who we know, we actually wound up being about 10 rows away from the pit. So uh, eventually uh, is where we wound up, which was amazing to watch from there. Not going to lie, that was cool at the price I paid. Yeah, but not not at not at twelve hundred a ticket. Yeah, how not, about not, I not have really. to I have to point out because I noticed I saw the photos because you were at Hollywood Bowl, right? That's where yeah. you saw. So I was dying at the fact that they because of how that stage is set up, they couldn't put their full inflatables 
uh, statues next to the stage, the full band. So they just had Gene and Paul next to the stage. No, no, and they then, had all of them. Well, I thought Tommy and Eric were like way off to the sides. The, yeah, but that was that they had to. I mean, well, that's what room. I'm saying. Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah. know, but like it was funny that at, at my show they were like right next to the stage because they have the room for it. Uh, but at there they were just like just put up Paul and I next to the stage and put Eric in the parking lot. <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that happens. Um, so, ran into Tommy Thayer after the show, too, because uh, we all went to a bar afterwards. And, uh, what, was he waiting for an Uber or something outside? No, 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 That's, it was at the hotel he was staying at, oh, so yeah. uh, I didn't know. I didn't even know it was him. Like, he literally, like, was like, hey, guys, and, like, went into the hotel. We're like, hey, you know, it's like got a guy wearing an Epiphone shirt and a jean jacket or whatever. Right. Yeah, with really dark hair that you know was dyed. But I didn't realize it was him because I'm not used to seeing him without makeup. So, and then he was hanging out at the bar all night. So, which was a really interesting hang because Doc McGee, Kiss's manager, came, was hanging out with us for a bit. And and who is there? Like, I'm looking at this guy. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. He's how do I know he's looking at you if you weren't looking at me? And it turns out it's Dan Donegan from Disturbed. The whole band is there. So they all went to the show, too, and they were filming a video the next day. So I went up hanging out with them all night. Um, really cool guys, by the way. I, I do have to say they're like some of the most down to earth, you know, guys of that level that I've ever met. So nice. kudos to them for being for keeping it real. Um, but, yeah, overall, Kiss was, you know, I, I'd say as as a fun show is nine out of ten show show, you know, like performance wise, like seven out of ten. You know, it just you could tell they were just kind of going through the motions like Eric. Eric Singer wasn't like bashing the drums. He doesn't he was have playing, to. He's got triggers. He was on playing him. like Peter Chris did. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was. He was like he was like like Peter was never like he never bashed. He was never that guy. He never like slammed the drums with like big gesticulations. He did, no, you, I disagree. Winterland seventy five. Watch the footage. He's Why, hammering he was on the coke drums. That one. I mean, he could have been, but he was hammering the drums. So one show he did it. Look well, at Roger. My he point, even agrees. Roger my back point here agreeing is with me that he was probably slamming on the drums at that whole era. We should move on from this because we've been on Kiss for ten minutes already. Yeah, well, the case has been around 50 years. We could spend 10 minutes on it. But. Yeah, and, and well, here's what we should sum it up with. Are you going to be ordering the pay-per-view of the last concert? How much is it? I think it's like 30 bucks. So I'll find it online for free and stream it. I'm, I'm going to order it. Of course I, you are. Because, uh, you know, I got the dragon now. So you yeah. crank up, crank it up on the, the dragon. dragon. The dragon. The, the dragon breathing fire. Fifteen thousand dollars of speaker. It's not that much. <laughs> Fourteen thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars worth of speaker. Don't put that out there. It's not no, that much. It's not that much. It's not even close to that much. But still, it's you know, it's a hefty beast. It is. So, yeah, Jeff Houston, Henderson's right. Houston, I think he means Houston seventy-seven. <laughs> Listen, people. Houston 78, Peter bashed the shit out of those drums. That was another show where he was on Coke. Well, I think most of them he was on Coke. What have you been right. listening to? Other oh. than going to concerts, what have you been listening to? Well, it's just out on the road last week, and when I go out with, with my boss on the road, 
we listened to an entire catalog of somebody. So this time we did, because he's not very well versed with it, we went through Black Sabbath. We went through the first eight albums, like all the Ozzy albums. That had then, to be a bummer. Well, the, the last two were. <laughs> it's always a drag. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, like when, when you have saxophones in a Black Sabbath song, you start questioning why things are happening. So, you know, the best song on Never Say Die is Never Say Die. That album should be one song long. Um, <laughs> and then we, you know, hit some of the Dio stuff and then I stopped because I wasn't going past the Dio stuff because then, see, I don't even know it after that, you know minute like ian gillen hits the scene with them i'm like i i'm lost you didn't want to hear born again not really no i have it you know but we all have it yeah um and then uh so yeah that and then then we got into then i pulled in some power pop we listened to some jellyfish and some galactic cowboys and things like that so that's what i've been listening to recently and then rush because i just got chronicles on lp which made me happy. Hey, have you been checking out the Getty Lee book? Haven't gotten it yet. Okay, so I'm I'm listening to it uh, on uh, Audible, which is great because Getty reads the book. Which is better that way, for sure. Yes, and also, like, when he tells stories about um, Alex, Alex will come on and read his part in the book. <laughs> and uh, even... Does uh, Neil read his part? Uh, obviously not. I don't think. Oh. Yeah, uh, but Cliff Bernstein was uh, in it too for a minute, reading uh, or telling his part of the tale. But uh, it's a great book so far. I'm about a third of the way through it, and uh, yeah, it's really entertaining. Getty is hilarious. He's a funny guy. He is. <clears throat> he was responsible for all the really cool visuals and funny visuals that they had going on when when they were playing live. So yes, funny so that- guy. That book is great. I highly recommend it. Well, then, great. So that's what you've been listening to. Well, I've also been listening to... uh, I signed up for the um, Analog Productions 75th Anniversary Atlantic series. So what that is, is it's it's 75 albums from the Atlantic roster, um, you know, dating all the way back. Uh, wide variety of music. It's going to take three years for all of the albums to be released, but there's um, some stuff that's been released in audio file form before, and then there's some brand new titles that have never seen like a two LP mastered at 45 um, release, like uh, the first two Stone Temple Pilots records. Um, I'm thinking off the top of my head. There's a lot of like Ray Charles in there and Genesis and uh, Dr. John. It's like it's a really eclectic mix of stuff. So I've gotten the first two months of stuff, which is three records a month. First uh, month was uh, John Prine, John Prine, uh, Charles Mingus, Blues and Roots, Phil Collins, Face Value. And then this month was Foreigner, self-titled. Uh, Dr. John, right place, or uh, in the right place, and then uh, Genesis, selling England by the pound. You made another thumb happen. Uh, that's weird. Am I doing it? I don't know, man. I think so, because every time you're doing a thumb, it's, like, awesome. I don't, I don't know. but we're I think thumbs. you're doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not, no. I, my hands are here. They're, like, you know, covering my Gino. <laughs> so, uh, so I've been listening to those. There, of course, the uh, the jackets are superb quality. The LPs sound incredible. Um, 
really worth the investment. So I'm looking forward to the next, you know, couple of years, getting a couple new records every month. Some I'm familiar with, some I'm not. Um, and yeah, you don't have to subscribe if you don't want. You can just order individual titles, but the uh, subscribers get numbered copies and you get your shipping paid for and you get them before everybody else. So there's a, there's some perks uh, to doing it, but uh, I've really enjoyed it so far and I'm looking forward to hearing some albums I'm not too familiar with. Nice. Speaking of things I'm looking forward to hearing, I haven't gotten them yet, but I heard the new remasters of the Red and Blue Beatles uh, compilations are out of this world. Um, have you heard them yet? I've heard them digitally, so I played them again on the Dragon. Dragon. Because uh, they're in uh, Atmos. And uh, it's it's different. So what people do need to realize, because I've already had to tell a couple customers this, um, they're saying they're all new mixes, which is true for 80% of it. Any of the stuff that is on the blue record uh, from the box sets that have come out in the last few years, those are the mixes they're using. So okay. like any anything from Sgt. Pepper, White Album, Abbey Road, Let It Be, uh, and Revolver, uh, those are the versions they're using on these records. So um, Figured as much. Yes, but the well, the hype sticker says brand new mixes, so it's a little misleading. Um, but like I said, eighty percent of it, everything on the red album's a new a new mix, and sixty percent of the blue album is. Um, there, it's cool. It's weird to hear some of the early stuff separated the way that it is. It's mixed like a full stereo recording, which yeah. obviously those not to get all super beetle nerdery here, but, um, those records, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those records were recorded in mono and the stereo is just a fold out of the mono mix. So, um, they use that AI technology to sort of separate all of the instruments, the bass, the drums, etc., and basically remix it. So it's yeah. still true to itself, but you can definitely tell it's something brand new. Um, so for me, as somebody that's, you know, heard those early records time and time again, it's a little strange to yeah. hear them that way. Uh, but it's also a new take on it. And I'm always excited to compare and contrast and, and hear the different versions. So I haven't picked up the LPs yet. They're definitely going to be getting added to my collection, but yeah. that, you know, Beatles they're stuff not, is, they're not inexpensive though. No, no, because they are been, pricey. They've been expanded to three LPs and they yeah. are, um, half speed mastered as well. They are half speed mastered, which is going to help with the overall fidelity, mm -hmm. but I mean, they're like 70 bucks. So it's, you know, it's a commitment to get that, you know? Um, and then there was the new song that was released a couple of weeks back, which is okay. I like it. Um, yeah, I like it. It's it's not their best work ever, but it's not a Beatles song. It's literally a John Lennon song that the Beatles played on. Which is so, which is what happened for Real Love and yeah. Free as a Bird. When Though the Real Love is came. a really good tune. I it like is. Real Love way better than Free as a Bird. I, I like both. I, I like both. I I this one's definitely the weakest of the three mm -hmm. and uh again beatles historians will tell you they were working on, well they talk about it in that mini documentary yeah, that came out but 11 minute documentary yeah. but um they were working on this in 94 and they scrapped it and, and then they, they scrapped it but the whole like peter jackson thing with you know uh the documentary he did the technology that they developed for to pull out all the separate audio is why they went back and we're able to strip out John Lennon's voice and the piano because the piano and his voice were really blurred, supposedly, in the original when they exactly. were trying to do this. And, so and one thing that needs to be straightened out, because I've already heard a, a ton of people misquote this, 
the the John Lennon voice on the recording is John Lennon. It's not yeah. AI John Lennon. No, it it's is, John it, Lennon. The yeah. only thing they used AI for was to separate the instrumentation and change yeah. the sound levels like you just described. The John Lennon vocal that you're hearing on that song is John Lennon. It's not yeah. manipulated in the in in digital um you know design in terms of like it's just using an AI filter. That's not correct. But uh, overall, I mean, it's a six or seven out of ten as a song. I mean, it's like it's a Beatles song, you know, sort of. Yeah. You know. I, I, I don't know. Timmy, you're right. It's not, you know, it's not fucking nowhere, man, or something. No, but like, it's not. But the thing to me is, is like, I, as I've said on this show before, and I said a bunch of times, it's like, it's, I think we should just be grateful that there's, that we're able to witness something like this. Cause there is yeah. two, two Beatles still here. And, and this was a cool way for them to interact yeah. with the two that are gone and give us what supposedly is going to be the last thing that they do. So I think it's really cool to be a part of that and be a part of the history of it. Same thing with people talking about the new stones record. Like, of course it's not as good as sticky fingers, but it's like, it's a solid new record from the rolling stones. And to yeah. me, it's cool that we can even still get that. You know, I think it's good. That it was just one song. Yes. You know, I think if it was an album, it would be disappointing. Yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, nobody knows how to, uh, play the game better than the Beatles, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I, I think they're aware, but like, if you haven't watched that 11 minute documentary on YouTube, I highly recommend it. Cause you kind yep. of, uh, it gives you the whole scope of why they did this and how they did it. And, uh, make get, it got me a little teary eyed. The video certainly did when you see, uh, like them, it, the now and then video I'm saying yeah. where they're, where they're like, moving stuff and then john comes in and he's dancing and he's standing right next to those guys and stuff it's it's yeah. it's you know it's it's hard it's done well yeah. it's done well so all right uh one quick thing to touch on uh before i because you know, we are we are going a little long already but that's us um yeah. we got to talk about these jellyfish reissues yeah i talk about this briefly so before we go further jeff what are you referring to when you said what did that cost nick I think he was talking about your dragon or something. Ah, look it up. I don't want to even state it. <laughs> I don't want to state it. All right. So uh, a couple of months ago, uh, Universal said that they're going to, or you discover audio, which is Universal, said that they were going to reissue on LP from the original master tapes the two jellyfish albums the two studio jellyfish albums has been yep. the shit that came out afterwards but and that would be belly button and roger is licking uh spilt milk right now in my hand uh thank god it's still sealed um so whoa hey so i finally got him today nick got his a little bit ago and i haven't listened to him i literally got home today and they were waiting for me now, I can't speak to the audio, but Nick's like, I don't like the way that the the covers were reproduced. And I really agree on this one, on Split Milk, uh, Spilt Milk. Because when you look at it, it looks like a rough scan. It's bad. The only thing that I could say in defense is that this is 30 years old. And, you know, f uh, visual fidelity wasn't as good then either. So... I mean, if they're working from a negative or something, they're not. See, that's you know. the, I can tell you for sure because Mike, I know you don't have this version, the Omnivore 2012 reissues. I don't have that one. Um, 
the artwork on those looks amazing, which tells me that they worked from the actual negatives or the or some way to do the original artwork whether it was a high quality scan i don't know what they did but you don't have that pixelation on the front cover like you do on this one the back cover is still a bit grainy with the serial because yeah. i think that was definitely produced for a cd um but yeah, even definitely. still the omnivore 2012 version the back of it looks way better than this one does now on the other hand belly button looks better better it looks better but here's the thing now if anybody that is actually watching this right now i mean you see the color this is the new issue right this is the new one now here's the original my original one which is a german issue i'm trying to do this so you can see it there's a definitive color difference here like look at pull the them sky. a little bit more into your shot yeah i'm trying to um so you can see well see now that that's no, nah, that's worse because now I'm getting a reflection of the screen. But you can see that this one, this is the new one, and it's much paler blue, almost like a purple versus the blue of this guy. This is this is the original one, so this is far more vibrant. And this mm -hmm. is 30 years old. Yep. So that's a little disappointing that like the coloration on this one looks a little washed out compared to this, you know. In my Again, opinion, I haven't listened to them, but in my opinion, jacket wise, artwork wise, they really missed the mark. And uh, from what I'm hearing, too, uh, they turned spilt milk into a gatefold. It wasn't a gatefold to begin with. Yeah, and they all, expanded that. Yeah. And all the lyrics are printed inside. And I guess there's just typos up the ass on the lyrics. So to me, uh, you know, they they could have they definitely could have had some better QC on on the uh presentation itself can i speak to the audio on spilt milk Do you yeah mind? fine i mean you heard it i i didn't yeah um so i haven't played belly button yet so um but spilt milk for those that don't know it's it's for sure my favorite record of all time without a doubt so um well versed in it i know it inside and out uh what i will say that i was very happy about was i was hearing stuff in the in this version the one Mike was just holding up that I had never heard before on the uh, previous issues and on the original CD and stuff, which is strange because this isn't a remix of the album. It's supposed to just be a remaster, but I swear to God, I was hearing vocals and instrumentation that I had never heard before. So that was surprising. Um, one thing I did notice is that it's very quiet. You have to really crank your system up to get it to sound how it should. So okay. if you if you listen to it at a lower volume, the drums don't have the punch. Those familiar with this record, and if you're not familiar with this record, you should be. It's an absolute <laughs> masterpiece. Um, but those familiar with it know how the kick drum and the especially the toms on the drums sound. Some of the best recorded toms ever. Yes, ever. without a doubt. And at a low volume, you don't get that same no, you impact. Don't get it, yeah. So, um, overall, you know, I think it's worth your 30 bucks, especially considering that, you know, the pressing from 10 years ago, the, the first reissue, it was like a $300 record just a couple months ago. So yeah, and the original is 500 plus. Exactly. So, so definitely pick it up for 30 bucks. You know, me being an elitist snob about this band, I'm probably the wrong guy to be dissecting it, but, or maybe the right guy to be dissecting it. I don't know. I don't know. But if you don't have either one of these records, you should, and you should pick them up, and uh, now's the time to do it. 
Yeah, the funny thing was when I did buy this, Nick was like, you know, hey, this is this is coming out. And I was literally in negotiation with somebody on the 2012. Yeah, <laughs> the, I remember the this, one yeah. the one on green vinyl. Yep. And I was like, and it was he still had it and it was sealed. And I'm like, oh, it'd be yep. like two fifty. He had wanted two fifty. I'm like, well, how about two hundred shipped? And I'll do it right now. And you could save the eBay fee. And you know, right. we're going back and forth there for a while. And then he disappeared. Right, it coincidentally when Nick told me about these, I'm like, well, screw it. I'll just wait the two months. I sent you the link. I was like, oh yeah. my god, I couldn't believe we were just talking about this. Yeah, and then and then Nick sends me the link, and I immediately buy them. And then I sent the li- link to Jeff, and he immediately bought them. And then I asked Nick if he bought them. He said, I missed out. I waited. <laughs> I waited like five hours exactly so but then but then they pop back up i ordered them back up and then they canceled my order yeah they canceled your order and then you ordered them again when i saw that they were up again and then you got them before i did yeah somehow i don't know how that works (laughs) yeah because i had to beg mike because i knew well you got a copy to open and a copy to leave sealed and and i knew he was going to so i was like dude if if my if i can't get these on order you have to like and sell me those he would have i would have he would have just done it because of how important those records are to me but and i would have charged you triple yeah i bet you would have i would have gone all gene simmons on you but it would have came around for you so yeah of course uh (laughs) all right so that being said we got through that but now we got to talk about other records so record store day black friday is guess when Black, Black Friday, Friday, which is this Friday, which is the Friday after Thanksgiving, which is the day that the Jets are playing and will get demolished again, even with a new quarterback. Dude, they're doing so good. You know, shut up. <laughs> See, I'm a Lions fan, and we're finally doing good, so we can say shit like that now. I'm a Jets and a Chargers fan, and we both have the same record. We both suck. The Jets, it's 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 something it's something all right here's the thing like the jets i don't expect to win the chargers i do they've lost five games they're zero and five in one score games they find a way to lose every time and brandon staley is somehow still the coach that's your two minutes of sports for this episode now back to record store day okay um record store day it's when records are in a store on a day that's why it's called Record Store Day. But it's for those for the uninitiated. This is when there's a lot of releases that come out that are either limited. Uh, sometimes they're limited to just Record Store Day releases. Sometimes they're uh, RSD first. We'll talk about all these. Uh, in fact, let's do that now. So there's a few different categories. There's RSD first, which means that it gets released on Record Store Day in a small quantity, usually with a twist on what the main release will be thereafter, whether it be a colored vinyl or an alternate cover or something like that. Poster. Poster, yep. Then there's RSD exclusive, which is only released on Record Store Day, and depending on the band and the release, I mean, they're all limited and released, but depending on who you are, it may seem like a lot. Like Taylor Swift, RSD exclusive, 30,000 pieces. It <laughs> and it wasn't like a enough. Lot. Yeah, it, they're never enough. So there's that. Then there's uh, RSD limited run or regional focus, which these are not like Nick has a store in Detroit. He may not be able to get some of these because they're only released in certain parts of the U.S. in very, very limited numbers because it might be a more uh, local-centric band 
mm-hmm. or something having to do with that territory. So those are the three that you'll find mostly. Um, I think those are the only three, right? I haven't. I, yeah. Yeah. So we went through and we talked about it earlier today and I named like 14 different albums or whatever that I found, which is more than what I'm going to be honest. When I first saw this list, when it first came out, I was really bummed because I'm more of a rock guy, obviously. And there's, there wasn't a whole lot. There's still not a lot on here, but it seems like some things were added or I just didn't see them in the first place. That's usually what it is. I think guys like us, we start blowing through the list and we pick out, you know, the names of people we love right away. Boom, boom, boom. Maybe it's five titles. Maybe it's 10, maybe it's one, you know, and then you go, this list sucks right away. Yeah. And then when you start is, well, this list isn't big either. No, not All as things big considered. As it it's 170 is, pieces. Usually, it's a lot more than that, especially on true record store day. It's it's definitely less than that. Um, but if you like old school jazz and and blues, you're you, you're in heaven. Like Pat Middlestat. Yeah. So, like you said, uh, his collection will be. Uh, how did you put it? Expensive. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So, but, it, uh, but he gets quality releases too. Yeah, well, that's good because he's smart. But at the same time, some of this stuff is like dumb. Um, you know, I mean, th- there's always something that we just kind of look at and go, hmm. Uh, well, let's see. Why are they even releasing record? <laughs> <laughs> Biscuit. Um, sorry. Did I did I sneeze? I'm sorry. Yeah. Can we start there? <laughs> Can we start with the one album I'm certainly not going to buy? Uh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> well, here's one I don't think you're going to buy. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to buy that either. I'm Great- not going to buy that either. Grateful yeah. Dead, Fillmore West, March 2nd, 1969. Terrible year to see them. No, oh, 70, 72 was the year. 72 was the year. You're right, Mike. But uh, but this is great for uh, people like me that can't afford the uh, Fillmore West CD box set. They put these out one at a time over the course of the last, like, four years. And this is the fourth and last installment of the uh, Fillmore West run from 69. So I'm excited. So to you like but okay well i like the art okay there you go by the way i almost bought steal your face the other day well that wouldn't be a good one to buy no that's why i didn't buy it in fact i looked at all of them i said none of them are good to buy (laughs) because there was a problem with every one of them it said grateful dead shut up which one did you want me to start with (laughs) limp biscuit See, Steph has it right. What the hell is a doodah man? All Limp right. Biscuit. Let's let's go through this through through the heart of Limp Biscuit's the height, if you will, of Limp Biscuit. Rock is a rock am ring or rock im ring. Rock and park. A rock and park. Sorry, the, the, all these ims and rs and ams and anyway. So they recorded this overseas in Germany. Somebody did because they were a masochist. And then they waited 22 years to put it out on album. To be fair, man, this this track list, this set list is banger after banger, dude. Why does it sound like you're talking into a cup? I don't know. I didn't change anything. Tap, tap your microphone. Nope. Ain't working. How about now? Nope. Tap your microphone. Yeah, nothing, dude. 
What the fuck? You you're just like on your you're just like on your like computer mic or something. How about now? Tap the tap it. Nah, man. I might have to sign out and try and fix this. Good. We don't want you anyway. All right, hang on. I'll be back. All right, Nick will be back. I'll I'll stall. I'll stall. Now that he's not here, uh, let's let's say how much uh, Limp Bizkit isn't good. No, let's not do that. Um, if anybody wants to follow along with what we're going to be talking about here, you can go to recordstoreday.com and look at the list. Uh, it'll tell you all the amounts of everything that's going to be released. If you look at, there's two different things. When you go in there, if you go to recordstoreday.com, it's going to say, you know, look at the list. It's going to ask you if you want to see the web list or the PDF. Look at the web list because the web list will have links to all the album art, what the tracks are on those particular albums and the amounts that they're going to be released in. Now, at the same time, you have to remember that a lot of these are limited, like very, very limited. Nick has a bunch of these, obviously, in stock. He'll sell them to you. He's nice like that. Uh, and Nick left, by the way, uh, Nick left. Uh, where did Nick go? He went to go fix his microphone because his microphone just stopped working, I think. It just sounded like he was talking to a cup. So uh, anyway. So again, like I was saying, you know, initially when I looked at this list, I, I really wasn't thrilled. And because initially what I saw was a lot more jazz and RB. Not that there's anything wrong with jazz, RB, or blues. That's fine. And that's where you find a you know, there's a big conglomerate of people that buy these jazz releases because some of these are really hard to find recordings or they're just unearthed recordings and things of that nature. What I look for, obviously, is more of the rock and metal sort of thing. It is a little thin on that end. Um, there are some highlights. Limp Bizkit not being one of them, uh, but they are there. So if you want to hear Limp Bizkit live, uh, that's that's I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but we could look at the track listing while Nick is fighting with his microphone. See what the track listing is on here. Um, let's see. Uh, it's oh, he's is he back? Let's see. He's back. Is it better? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened either, but now you're like super loud too, so I gotta like lower you. Again. Well, here, no, let me. I turned it up when we were trying to figure out what was wrong. Oh How no, 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 now? we're good, we're good, okay. we're good. Yeah, we're good. Okay, so we were talking about, about to, this amazing set list. Yeah, I was about to do some of the highlights from it, like you know, there's break stuff, which actually I do like that song. Um, you know, my generation, they do a cover of Master of Puppets. They open with hot dog, which 12-year-old me thought was awesome because they say fuck in it like a thousand times. Yeah. Uh, they do Faith, uh, My Way, Nookie, uh, I Would For You, which is, I believe, a, a Jane's Addiction tune. I think so. Um, take but a look around. most important, they close with rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Limp dick it. Uh, but for those of you that are into that whole new metal thing, I guess it's cool to find something from literally from the height of their popularity mm -hmm. and the height of their stage show to check out. So right, they were probably uh, headlining that festival. So rip. Oh yeah, you want, well, it was but, 2001. I mean, yeah. it was you know prime time for them. Um, what what you got right in front of you? What's next? Uh, well, thing I got right in front of me is Bill Evans. Tales. Bill Evans. Live in Copenhagen, 1964, it would not be a record store day without a Bill Evans release. And who is Bill Evans? 
You don't know who Bill Evans is? He's a jazz pianist. Is that like Bob Williams? No. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, about 60 years before Bob Williams. Okay. Um, but this is a limited edition pressing of 5,000. This is a Record Store Day exclusive, and it is done by Elemental Music. Is that uh, the Tales Live in Copenhagen? Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. So it's funny. You say 5,000 looking at the list on here. It says 3650. Which is straight. Yeah. On the back, it's got a stamp 5,000. Huh. Interesting. Uh, it could be 5,000 worldwide. And we're only yeah, it might looking. be 3650 for the U.S. Yep. Plus, also, for those of you that don't know, there's other releases that are in Europe that are not available here. Yeah, I think there's like Dio or Ozzy releases in in the UK and, and European uh, record store day releases that we're not going to see. Something like that. Yes. Uh, Bill Evans is Jed. Yes, that is correct. Bill Evans is Jed. Uh, that is as opposed to Bob Williams is Fred. All right. Next. What do you got? Uh, you you wanted me to show this one. The Matt. Yeah. Cameron and there's a reason release. for that. There's actually multiple reasons for that. So Matt Cameron, the drummer of Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, um, what happens when the drummer says, hey, let's do some of my songs? That's usually when he gets fired. But uh, Matt <laughs> is of a certain status where he said, hey, let's do some of my songs. And in fact, I want to make my own EP. And Matt is a drummer, and that's what he does. So who did he recruit to play all the other instruments? The Melvins. Yes. So basically, it's a Melvin's album with Matt Cameron on drums in a lot of and ways. And singing. And singing. Uh, so I kind of thought that was cool. It is you know, cool. From, from, from that aspect. And here's the thing. So Matt stole the title and the cover from the Melvins. <laughs> that, yeah, this <laughs> looks like a Melvin's better. album cover for sure. No, it, it is. It's 100%. I got the story right here. Uh, well, where is it? Oh, man. Where are you, Matt? So, yeah, the name of his EP is Gory Scorch Cretans, but the 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 Melvin's album is Gluey Porch Treatments, and the cover is almost exactly the same, too. So since he had the Melvin's play on it, he did a play on the Melvin's album. So all in all, I think it'll be a really cool album. You know, it, whether you like the Melvin's or not, whether you like Soundgarden or not, I just think it's kind of a cool uh, cool mashup in that sense, and it's on Keep It Trippy Records, which is just fun. And it says uh, dedicated to the memory of Taylor Hawkins. Yep, there you go. So twenty five hundred pieces, and it has Stephen McDonald on bass. So, and it's and it's an exclusive. It's not a first. Yeah. You won't so this get is it. One. Yeah. Um, here's one I want I want to touch on because I think this is a really cool story. That's that's uh, I don't want. It's not similar to what you were talking about. It's similar in that it's cool. Um, <laughs> well, that's good. This album here, uh, Graham Parsons and the Fallen Angels, it's called The Last Roundup, live from the uh, Baju Cafe in Philadelphia, March of 73. Now, this came uh, to be known because of Amoeba. Amoeba bought this huge record collection, and they found um, acetates or, or master tapes of this performance uh, that were unreleased unheard nobody knew what the hell it was and it was a live graham parsons show which features a then unknown amy lou harris singing backup vocals um there you go. so they did a whole kickstarter campaign to get this out where uh you know you 
paid money uh, to help get it into production, uh, make sure the tapes were taken care of. And if you supported the Kickstarter, you got three bonus 10 inches uh, that had all kinds of other unreleased stuff. But this That's is awesome. This is the live show um, that they found. And uh, it's got all your, if you're into Graham Parsons, you know how cool this is because he's been gone a long time and we had kind of th thought we had unearthed everything and now here's this. And from what there I hear, the go. sound quality is really strong. I'm, this is, this, uh, this is a pickup for me, for sure. Uh, I was really looking forward to hearing this and I just think the story's cool. It and, is a good story. I just burped. And there's Amy Lou Harris looking like she's Emmy at 15 years old. Yeah. Emmy. Emmy. Me and my Michigan accent. Next. Uh, how about here, Mike? Why don't you talk about this one since I know you're getting it? Yeah. 40th anniversary of Cool Kids by Kix. So it's uh, essentially it's Kix's second album. Uh, this one's on color vinyl. Uh, it's got the, you know, most of the classic lineup. Plus my good friend, Brad Divins played guitar on this album too. So he's uh he was in kicks there for a hot second, played on the there album. He there he is down at the bottom. And then after that, he went on to create Wrathchild America with uh, Shannon Larkin, who has been for the past 20 plus years, the drummer of Godsmack and also was the drummer of ugly kid, Joe and numerous other bands. Um, and, uh, and now Brad is like front of house mixer extraordinaire and, uh, travels the world with Enrique Iglesias and a bunch of other acts. And he was, he worked with Bob Seger. He worked with Lincoln park. He worked with so many different acts. So, uh, it's just a cool album though, because, you know, it's one of those albums that didn't get its due. Everything else afterwards sort of did, you know, when Midnight Dynamite and, you know, all that other blow stuff came fuse. out and Blow My Fuse, like those were the big ones. But this is the one that preceded those hits. Uh, it's a great album overall. Uh, and it is on colored vinyl, so that's fun. Which one has no ring around Rosie? I don't remember. That that song remember. is something else. Hey, Gall McCartney, remember. what was that I kick song? Remember. What was that kick song we heard a couple weeks ago? It was like it sounded exactly like ACDC. Uh, he'll probably cold, not cold blood, right? No, I don't think so. He'll remember. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Next. Um, I'm going to talk about this, which I know a lot of people are going to slag me for, but this record fucking rules. I don't care what anybody says. I've defended this record for a long, long time, and it's finally coming out on uh, vinyl limited to 2000 copies. Buck Cherry Time Bomb. Yeah. This is their second record. So this is the one after uh, Lit Up yeah. um, kind of blew them up to an extent. And But this record, front to back, is a killer rock and roll gritty record. It's awesome. I've I've been a fan of it since I was like 13. Fucking Doesn't that one record. have like a ballad that was a huge hit on it? No, that's the next one. That's their comeback oh. record that yeah. had... Uh, I think that one's called 15. Uh, but seriously, front to back, this album is awesome. Don't write Buck Cherry off. It's just the band that did Crazy Bitch. This uh, this album is awesome. No, they also did Lit Up. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, how about we go to this one? This didn't really need a reissue, but I still think we need to talk about it because it's an awesome album. Individual Thought Patterns by Death. So Chuck 
I can't even never pronounce his last name right. Schuldner. Uh, thank you. Just a really innovative and groundbreaking guitarist in the thrash metal scene, in the death metal scene. Death was one of those bands that ended way too early because he died in, what, 91? No, uh, he was later than that. It was like 2001. But oh, 2000. I knew it was a one. But yes. either way, he died of cancer way too early. And yeah. uh, it's a shame because, I mean, Chuck was an amazing guitar player, amazing songwriter. Death was his band. Yep. Um, is that, I don't remember, is that the one that uh, that Richard Christie played on? I can't remember either. I think he might be on this one. I think it's the first one with him, actually. So, yeah, Richard Christie, who from the Howard Stern Show, famous for the Howard Stern Show, he was in Death for a while and performed on a couple of records, and then he was in Iced Earth for a number of years as well. Uh, and then if Charred Walls of the Damned, which was his newer band. If it's not Richard Christie, it's uh, Gene Hoagland. Yeah. So, um, But check out the vinyl color on this. This is a relapse release, so they don't seal their records. They put them in bags. Yeah, that's awesome. Blood wow. splatter. It's got to be blood is very splatter, cool. right? That is very, very cool. And Chuck right on the label there. Chuck right on the label. So this record has been readily available and reissued like a million times, but um, you got the met uh, metallic foil cover, which looks pretty sweet. And uh, obviously, as I just showed the vinyl, that looks awesome too. So if you're an LP guy and you're a death fan, it is a must own. And he did die in 2001. Um, my bad. So I knew it was a one. <laughs> let's, talk, right, what, let's talk about this one, Mike, because you pulled this out, and I've been getting a ton of calls about this. People are really excited about it. In fact, no, you know what? I'm not going to talk about that on there. Um, <laughs> Gary Hoey. You know, say what you want. If you want to have some background rock Christmas carols during your Christmas parties. It's hard to beat what Gary Hoey does. You know, yes. he does a great job with this. I mean, you could totally tell that some of the earlier stuff is like all done with a drum machine, but uh, that's okay because it's fun. And, you know, it, it's his own spin on these classic Christmas carols. And I thought I always, I've always found them to be fun. It is. You know. It's very fun. And of course, yeah. his most famous has got to be the Grinch. When he does yeah. the Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. He, yep. he does that. He does that great. Uh, that is probably his most famous one. But if you, you know, all of the volumes of Ho Ho Hoey are great. You know, and, and how many people can say, like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm a guitarist, but I'm really famous for Christmas carols. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Cause he's a great guitar player all around, but this is definitely, yeah. um, what he's known for at yeah. this point and uh he'll be people watching in our area he'll be playing at the uh, magic bag in ferndale in just a couple of weeks promoting this release this is uh the greatest hits of ho ho hoey well it's called hark the ho ho hoey hits uh, but it's a greatest hits comp of all the uh stuff mike was just mentioning and uh he'll be touring in support of this and uh we may have something exciting to talk about regarding that oh is that a subtle hint? That we, was we a shall keep hint. our fingers crossed. Yes. But Next. Uh, yeah, a lot of people excited about that one. Um, and not surprisingly, I mean, well, wait, hang on one second. Let's take a look and see. Let's see how many copies for that one. Uh, it's an RSD first. Okay, so it'll come so back out eventually. A thousand copies initially, which I mean, you can't think that a holiday record is only going to be like a thousand copies and done. 
Yeah. So you'll see more of those. But what's what's different about that one? What does it say about that one? Is it a is it a colored vinyl or? It doesn't necessarily specify. It just says Black Friday RSD twenty twenty three exclusive. Oh, it says exclusive. Yeah, but you all know, right on the list it says first, so that may change. Yeah. Um, it might. Yeah, it might be colored vinyl. I haven't I haven't opened one so. And it's on his own label, Surf Dog Records. Uh, another huge one for jazz folks uh, getting re reissued, and uh, Kraft has been killing the uh, jazz titles the last few years, and uh, I'm sure this one's no different. Gil Evans uh, and 10. This is the mono edition of this classic jazz record from 1957. AAA, so it's all analog. Uh, lacquers cut from the original master tapes by the one and only, the greatest master cutter there is, Kevin Gray. Um, pressed on 180-gram vinyl at RTI. This is uh, definitely going to sound incredible. Jacket's done very well. It's very uh, thick. I can tell the record's super thick. Uh, I think this was probably on Pat's list as well, would be my guess. Um, I'm I'm sensing a theme. Yes, Pat's you have, Pat's you big have on his Bill jazz. Evans and Gil Evans. Yeah, and people confuse them all the time. And then Bob Evans will be next, and we'll <laughs> all get a, some macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Pat says not, but not on my list. I'm surprised. Yet he yeah. said yet. Yeah, Pat's got a lot. He's gonna have to. Uh, he's gonna have to sort through. Uh, right, let's next. let's let's do another metal one. Yes, Skid no. Row, beside ourselves. Yeah, now this is uh, this came out. I mean, obviously, this is a reissue. This isn't yep. new, uh, but it's the first time on vinyl, I think. No. Um, it's not the first time on vinyl. No. First, it was in the box set, and then Rhino did did a version of it for Rocktober a couple years ago. Oh, uh, well, look at them. But this is the first time on yellow and black marble vinyl. And it is an exclusive release, so... 2,500 copies, but this is where they do, like, you know, they do Rush. They do Come On and Love Me by Kiss. They have Judas Priest cover. Uh, which actually, which has Halford on vocals along yeah. with Sebastian Bach. It's a live version. And Psychotherapy by the Ramones. Which, if you go see Skid Row, they still play that. A lot of times yep. they still play Psychotherapy with Rachel Boland singing lead vocals on it. And that's it's that's more of an EP, though, than anything else, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, five yeah, tracks. But... um solid kick-ass covers i got this i remember i got the cd out of the dollar bin at sam goody when i was like 11 uh, but i played the shit out of it i i think they kill a lot of these covers and that version of delivering the goods which is a deep cut pre-song um with rob halford is is smoking there you go what do i want to go to next hang on oh here let's next? talk about this one but you're gonna have to pull the information up yeah, um, Billy Strings featuring Willie Nelson. Actually, that was the one I was gonna I was gonna suggest next. Now this one is a RSD exclusive, five thousand pieces. Okay, uh, there you go. That's perfect right there. So uh, it's Billy doing this song with Willie Nelson, and then there's uh, Billy, Billy Strings performing "Whiskey River" live at the Hollywood Bowl from earlier this year, yep. like from like april so <laughs> you talk about like just taking a tape mixing it down throwing it on vinyl like that's that's kind of fresh when you think about it uh and that was he performed that at willie nelson's 90th birthday concert so uh and it's i think it's pressed on green vinyl it says so let's see if it's a, yeah i believe so let me also point out 
who's in the band on the uh, Whiskey Riverside with with Billy Strings. Uh, Audley Freed on guitar, who was, of course, in the Black Crows. Black Crows. Uh, ben Montench from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Uh, Don Was, you know, legendary producer. Uh, he's done it all. Oh, Jamie, yeah. Jamie Johnson on guitar. Uh, Mickey Raphael on harmonica. I mean, this is a uh, loaded fucking backing band too <laughs> so i'm sure this is great and i love uh california sober that's what you are aren't you mike no no you're not california sober i'm not sober <laughs> <laughs> it's true but that doesn't mean i'm messed up either so you're california sober no do you know what california sober means? doesn't that mean you just you're clean but you smoke weed isn't it yeah 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 i i have beverages occasionally yeah um here's one i'm really excited about faces bbc I figured you were gonna pick that yeah i didn't pick it because i knew you would i'm a huge fan of the faces um which is of course formed out of the small faces with steve marriott but this is the yep. lineup with uh with uh rod stewart ron wood uh ian, ian how do you say his name I thought I used to think it was McLean, but nobody ever says it like that. I but, think it's McLean. Okay, and then of course like, Ken, like McLean, but it's McLean. McLean, like that. Okay, and then of course Kenny Jones on drums, who yeah. ended up replacing Keith Moon in the Who. Uh, yeah, but well, he, BB, didn't, he didn't replace. <laughs> he did. He no, replaced Keith died. So it's not like we kicked out Keith and Kenny came in. He was just. Replace seems like the strange word for that. He came in after. Yeah, Keith. he came in after Keith Moon. Uh, but BBC stuff always sounds great, and there's not yeah. a lot of stuff um, from the faces out there that hasn't uh, been put out. So I'm always looking forward to hearing this. I think they're one of the most underrated bands in rock history. Well, they, the cover that they do of Maybe I'm Amazed is fantastic. Which and is that's, on there. That's on that. So. Yep. Um, and also the Twisted Night Away, which they also I've heard that many times as a you know the studio track, and it's it's great. I mean, it's just good stuff. So there's an uh, awesome Faces track that most people don't know because it was a B side. Um, it's called Pool Hall Richard. Check it out, burning fucking rock tune from like 1970. You don't say. Most people can't touch it. Um, how about this? Because oh, this is another artist that a lot of people don't realize had a whole prior life prior to getting massive. Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls, their debut record from 1987, which is a down and dirty punk rock record. Less acoustic, more punky. <laughs> no fans of Iris. Don't look here. Yeah, this this isn't where you want to be. <laughs> this is that. Uh, in fact. I think you'd be hard pressed to play this for somebody and tell them it's the Goo Dolls <laughs> if you don't know. But it is. And this is, uh, I like the title track, or not the title track, I'm sorry, the final track, Don't Beat My Ass with a Baseball Bat. Well, that's nice. Next. <laughs> this is a collector's edition, and it uh, looks like it's on red and clear cloudy effect vinyl. Let's see how many of those uh, RSD exclusive 3,200, 3,200 on that one. That's not a lot when you got like 1,800 nope. stores participating. Exactly. Uh, Jeff Beck tribute EP. Of course, we yep. lost Jeff Beck earlier this year. 
Um, and this has, uh, it's got back on all of the tracks, but different people playing with them. So, um, it's only it's, three tracks too. Yes. So it's, <laughs> please know that this is an EP. Yep. And, uh, breaking RSD news. It's not priced as such. <laughs> um, yeah, well, big shock. Uh, but there's, uh, Imelda Mays on here, Jimmy Hall, Rhonda Smith, a lot of people that played with, uh, back in the later part of his career. So, um. Hey man, always got to celebrate the great Jeff Beck. One of the one of the greatest to ever play the instrument. Absolutely. How about this one, Mike? How about it? Motley Crue, Too Young to Fall in Love EP. Yep. So talking about it because I know half the people that watch this show will definitely want to buy it at least. Um and it's uh let's see what do they got it's rsd exclusive 3500 which means they're all gonna sell out yep they're gone they're, they're all they're just as good as gone uh has too young to fall in love uh, the remix of too young to fall in love on side a side b has uh knock em dead kid and too fast for love knock em dead kid my favorite motley crew tune well there you go and it's on uh, orange and black marble vinyl too yeah now this is this has been out of print since 1983 so it'll probably go back out of print and stay out of print and thank god <laughs> if you want to hear vince neal actually sing Pick buy this, this. Up. Pick it yeah. up. uh here we go mike an old buddy of yours yeah that guy so uh this was an album that came out already but now obviously it's a picture disc uh this is called the uh, lunar injection kool-aid conspiracy there's that the artwork's cool yeah it works cool i like how they always make rob zombie look like a very happy individual well he does that but uh <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's that entire album just in a in a in a you know picture disc form but i mean his artwork is cool his artwork's and, awesome you know it, it seeing it in a picture disc form i mean if you're not going to play it which again picture discs don't normally have the kind of fidelity that a black or clarity vinyl would have or even a colored vinyl for that matter um it makes for a great you know piece of art on the wall if you have those wall frames so it's just kind of cool to have and there's only 2200 of those it is an rsd exclusive release okay so how many did you say I don't know. 2,200? Oh, that for that? Said? Yeah, 2,200. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's got to be, we're looking at North America numbers because the, the hype sticker says 4,500. So that's got to be for the world. Yep. Yeah. Well, especially since it's on Nuclear Blast. Nuclear Blast is based in Germany, so they're probably going to do something in Europe, and it's probably part of that whole UK-Europe release. Uh, I don't know much about this, but it's got to be great because, again, another one of the greatest guitar players uh, that's ever played the instrument that a lot of people don't know about, and that's Wes Montgomery. There you go. With that's the, worth having. Uh, with the Winton Kelly Trio. This was recorded in 1965 in New York City at the Half Note Cafe, Legendary Jazz Club. Um, this is limited to 4,000 units, three LP set. 3,000 in North America because that's what it says on the thing oh does it okay <laughs> yeah um but this is done by this well this is, is an rsd first this is an rsd first so obviously this will be available afterwards but it's a triple lp yeah and this is the first time i think this label in particular renaissance records has done an rsd first uh because most of the time 
they put something out like this uh they have won maybe two titles each record store day that almost instantly sell out and people have to pay out the ass for them like the jocko there was a jocko live show that came out a couple years ago that the sound quality was just amazing they really pride themselves on um great audio sources great packaging uh there's a book uh, a booklet in here and uh, as Mike mentioned, a three LP set uh, cut by Bernie Grudman. It's hand numbered on the back. I'm sure it, this is absolutely outstanding. There's a bunch of Bernie Grudman Grudman releases, uh, mastering releases that are on this uh, record store day thing. Yeah, because always. Everybody loves them. So. Yes, it, uh, it's worth putting up what Pat said about the. It's the songs from a. No, not oh, that, that one. Oh, okay. No, one time. <laughs> it's the rest of the songs that didn't make it on the classic Smoking at the Half Note album. There you go. And then I'll put this up. It's badass and priced as such. There you go. Um, because Pat's collection is going to be expensive. Yes. Uh, doors, live in Bakersfield. Uh, again, the Doors are one of those uh, artists where it's not a record store. They won't a go release. away. They just won't go away. Um, as far as I know, this is an unreleased live show, uh, sought after unreleased live show of 1970, released for the first time. Um, so later numbered, in their career. Yeah, numbered, uh, limited edition on the back, it's stamped. Yep, it says 7,500 as far as the LPs, it's an RSD exclusive. There's also a double CD that's an RSD first, and they're releasing 12,500 of those as an RSD first. So the CD will be much easier to get than the LP will. And probably cheaper. Yes, significantly cheaper, I would say. Although this isn't priced too bad considering it's a two LP. So, Was um, it 35 bucks? A little bit more, but not much 40 more. bucks. 38. Um, but uh, the doors always use, uh, their releases always have high quality audio sources as well. So uh, you get what you pay for with them if you're a doors fan. I know Mike is, and I know Mike hates the doors. So he's I don't hate them, I just don't like them. Same thing. Yeah, um, not really. <laughs> Ultravox. Yes, Ultravox. It wouldn't be a record store day without an Ultravox reissue remixed by Stephen Wilson. Yes. Uh, I don't even know what's on this album, but I would buy it because Stephen Wilson remixed it. So you know. it looks it looks like it's uh, it's a two disc one, and the first disc is the original album mixed by Stephen Wilson, as you mentioned, and the second disc is the album uh, all instrumental, no vocals. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that's kind of cool. And, and they have this. There's there's a CD version of it as well. The CD version is a limited run regional focus release. There's only 700 pieces of that compared to the RSD exclusive LPs, which are 1500. So it's kind of interesting that the CD there's less CDs than than uh, than LP. LPs. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> that's usually yeah. not the way it goes. Uh, but uh, it's on clear vinyl and uh, half speed master also. Yeah, so that probably is. It'll probably sound amazing. And it, Ultravox is one of those bands that really kind of flew under the radar, but were super influential in the you know in the early '80s and such. So uh, definitely check them out. You know, especially Vienna. That album is is pretty a good damn one. Awesome. Yeah. Why don't you talk about this, Mike? Judgment night. Judgment night. It's uh, you know it's the one of the one of those albums that was uh, uh, it's a it's a soundtrack to Judgment Night. It's one of those shut up, Roger. It's one of those blends of hardcore bands and rap. Now 
a lot of the bands that are together on here, you'd never think would be together in a million years. Uh, you know, the, the song judgment night is, uh, with, uh, 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 Biohazard and Onyx, if I if I remember correctly, you got it. Yep. Uh, then there's just another victim, which was the first kind of single from the album. Uh, that was Helmet and uh, House of Pain, and the song is almost a two parter in that one. It starts off with Helmet, and then it goes into a rap thing with 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 the House of Pain guys near the end. There's uh, Ice T and Slayer. Um, my favorite, my favorite mashup uh, of artists has to be. And hopefully people know who uh, one of these artists is, is Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> Teenage Fan Club, uh, wasn't that uh, the bass player from the Talking Heads or no? No, that's Tom Tom Club. Oh, OK. Teenage Fan Club's a power pop band from the UK. Oh, OK. I knew that they were both were in clubs. Yes. <laughs> And and Mud Honey and Sir Mix a lot's got to be yeah. up there too. It is Faith No More and the Booyah Tribe, uh, Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. <laughs> Cypress Hill's on here twice because they do one with Pearl Jam too. Yeah, and then Living Color and Run DMC, and also Dinosaur Junior and Del the Funky Homo Sapien. <laughs> Brilliant idea. Well, that look. I bought that album when it came out because, you know, Slayer, because Helmet, because Biohazard. It's actually pretty good. You know, oh, yeah. some, of, some of it, looking back on it now, though, when you play it now, will be dated. It will absolutely be dated. But it's cool to kind of have that throwback. So, uh, And this is a RSD exclusive, so only 3,100 pieces, 3,150 probably for north america maybe there's another 17 or 1850 that are going elsewhere what have you uh but yeah it's it's just really cool and i'm glad they re-released it and that's why i asked you for one yes <laughs> uh another this is another uh jazz one sorry i'm going so heavy on the jazz but as mike mentioned this rsd is pretty heavy on the jazz titles it especially is. quality jazz titles yeah chet baker trio um this looks like it's later in chet's career um, but this is a two LP. It's got a booklet in it. Uh, high Chet's quality choice. Album. Chet's choice with the, uh, with the trio. Um, last RSD, I think it was the April one. Chet Baker owned RSD with winning like the, the title to have, which was Chet sings in mono. Um, apparently the fidelity on it was just insane. Uh, we blew through those. I think Pat got one of those. So Pat could probably speak to the quality, but, uh, Chet Baker, great uh great trumpet uh playing and vocals hopefully he sings on this as well no 1988 i'm sorry oh no no that's when he no, died no. that's this when he was died. 1985 yeah okay that's when he, he died in 88 yeah. yeah they mentioned uh, how he died in the back cover um yeah 2300 on this this is an rsd first it says yeah it says there's a cd edition of it as well but this includes uh, nearly 40 minutes of unreleased music that wasn't included on the CD. There you go. What else you got? Um, I'm a big fan of, of uh, Little Feet. 
I've talked about this band a few times. In fact, when we were just had Bob Tyrell on, I talked about the mm -hmm. album Waiting for Columbus. Uh, this was recorded at, as one of the shows that they uh, recorded for Waiting for Columbus. Uh, this recorded in Manchester, UK at the Free Trade Hall in 1977. So this is Little Feet at their peak. Uh, uh, scars and all, so no touch-ups like the uh, live record had. Um, I've heard this show before. It sounds great. It, this album is cut from the original master tapes. Uh, it's got all the uh, all the killer Little Feet songs like Dixie Chicken and Oh Atlanta. Um, what's the other one? Fat Man in a Bathtub. I think that's uh, Gall McCartney's theme song. And uh, isn't that how Lowell George died? Did he drown in a bathtub? I thought he was Fat Man in a bathtub and dead. But I he might have. He might have. <laughs> I'm frequently wrong, but some for some reason I remember that. Maybe I'm confusing him with with Jim Morrison, but um, who was not a fat man in a bathtub, but he was in a bathtub. John Lee Hooker, John Lee Hooker from Detroit. He's a, he's a Detroit uh, born and bred. Uh, this is 140 gram high quality limited edition from Elemental Music. This is live at Cafe Agogo. Um, hang on. This hype sticker is really hard to read. There's like a paragraph on it. Uh, I can, released. I can look it, was, it up. <laughs> it was originally released in 1967. Uh, Otis Spann plays on it, who's a legendary blues pianist. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it, this is the first time it's been reissued with from its original master tape. Does it say 140 gram? It says 140 gram. Yep. All right, because the description on Record Store Day says 180. Well, you know what's weird is the record feels like 180, but the sticker says 140, so maybe the sticker's wrong. That that wouldn't be the first time that happened. No. Um, yeah, it says, is the first official U.S. reissue on 180-gram vinyl and available exclusively for RSD Black Friday. So this is an RSD exclusive. And he does do one bourbon, one scotch, one beer on it. So. Yes, unfortunately. Oh, uh, Muddy, Wa Muddy Waters <laughs> is on it as well. Uh, there you go. And Luther Johnson, time. great, great guitar player, too. All right. Hey, I, got I think one Patrick more. will be buying that then. <laughs> I've got one more rock one and one more jazz one. What do you want to end on? End on rock. Okay. All right. So the last jazz one I'll show Eric Dolphy, the legendary Eric Dolphy. Yep. Uh, this is, it, look, it says, this is essential all music, is the quote. Uh, gold nugget vinyl, one time pressing. And uh, this is the Iron Man album, which I believe is one of his uh, legendary albums. Uh, it's got who else is on here? I'm trying to find the list of who else is on here. Oh, yeah, here we go. Richard Davis, Clifford Jordan, Huey Simmons, uh, Woody Shaw Jr. A lot of legendary jazz folks on here. I don't know what year this originally came out, um, but Eric died in 1964. So this has got to be. He is still currently that. dead. He's, He's still, still dead. dead. Yeah. Oh, but the, the artwork looks great on this. He looks alive. He looks alive. Oh, look, 1968. I don't know how it could be when he died in 1964, but okay. Again, <laughs> the stickers can be wrong. Maybe it was released in 68? Could be. Yeah, it could be. Mm -hmm. Again, that's another, like all jazz albums, there's like a novel on the back of it explaining yeah. what the fuck you're listening to. Which written is, by I some guy, written by some guy who you never heard of, who sounds intelligent, but you have no idea who he is. And it sounds like, you know, Noel Pensapapa. 
Like that's if, like some guy like that. Just if you remember at the beginning of this, I was talking about the Atlantic seventy five series. I was yeah. reading the liner notes for that Charles Mingus record, and they were like going in all different directions. I'm like, what the hell is this? What's going on? I go, who the fuck wrote these? And I look, and Charles Mingus wrote them himself. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right, if that's the case. <laughs> Uh, we'll end on this one. Coheed and Cambria live at the uh, Starland Ballroom. Awesome band. Awesome prog, prog style band. Wait, but is that, did you say live at the Starland Ballroom? Yes, sir, I did. Wow, that's in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, oh, my God. I've seen funny. this band live a couple of times. They put on a great show. Um, they're one of those bands where you, like, if you're a fan, you're, like, in a world of your own because, like, all their albums relate to each other and they're all telling a deeper story, yeah, story. And, they have, and they have comic books that go along with the albums and stuff. So I don't know if this is an album played in its entirety or if it's a mix of stuff, but uh, they are a great live band, and I'm sure this is awesome. And it's it available on you know, Solar Flare colored vinyl. That's what I was going to point out. Oh, okay. So that'll probably be cool. Yeah, that's another RSD exclusive, 4,900. So my guess is they're probably more for the world because that's a really weird number. Yes. Uh, but there's tons of other stuff. As Mike mentioned, there's oh, yeah. 140 titles. Another thing that's great that I wish I would have brought, um, but I was only thinking vinyl, is the uh, reissue of Dr. Dre's classic, The Chronic. Yeah. In the CD you know. long box. Yeah, so I was going to mention that that's being reissued, but it is only being reissued on CD, so I have no interest. But it's cool that it's being reissued. It's an RSD exclusive, 4,000 pieces. Um, uh, let's see, uh, De La Soul. Yes. <laughs> they, they have an album, Three Feet High and Rising. It's a seven-inch vinyl box set. So interesting. It's probably just a whole bunch of singles. Uh, Cypress Hill. Black Sunday remixes on vinyl. Uh, the Flaming Lips have an album. Uh, Jerry Garcia. He's got, He's got two. two. Not just one, but two. Uh, one with David Grisman and one with John Kahn. And for some reason, that one is an RSD first with 7,500 being printed. The one with John Kahn? Yeah. Because uh, John Kahn is much more... Uh, popular in the great or in the jerry garcia world than david grissom is well that's why or grisman not grissom <laughs> no grisman uh yeah david grissom would be a different story uh and i don't know why we'd be playing with jerry garcia but um like uh little wayne uh let's see the knack a live knack. album from the knack let me touch on those releases from sound city real quick because they're a local detroit label um mm. i i don't have them to show because uh I didn't have all of our we shipments. couldn't carry just, everything. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't carry everything. But um, they do fantastic reissues. The Knack one is really cool. I I heard it actually already. It's like a it's a live uh, show from 1980. They've got a great release coming out from Sparks for those that are in into Sparks. Um, they're also doing the Steeler reissue, which if those that don't know is Ingve Malmsteen and Ron Keel's first band, um, and it sounds fucking great because the first pressing of that record's a little dingy and dark this one sounds great um and they're also doing a uh release of for uh the suite which yep. is i think is it uh level-headed demos level-headed yep yep, yep. so All uh, mixes and demos yep so that's a cool release their artwork is awesome uh the quality of the releases is good the vinyl quality is good they're pressed at third man here in detroit and right in uh town. 
yeah, got to support it. Uh, Pat mentioned the Bo Diddley box set. That's a good one. That's also, I think, done at third, man. I think I think they did the Bo Diddley box, I think. And on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, Maggots, the record, Wendy O. Williams. We got shorted on that one, actually. Yeah. We got allocated on that. We won't have Maggots, the record. And one of the larger releases, of course, they, they, they do one of these. I give them credit for putting out a, a record store day release many times over, and that's you too. They, they they like to participate. They're doing uh, they're reissuing under a blood red sky, uh, RSD first. That's seven thousand. My guess is it's probably a colored vinyl, red vinyl. Um, yeah. So hey, there you go. That makes sense. And a great record. That's you two at their finest, yeah. man. And then Sia is putting out uh, a Christmas EP. So that's another seven thousand. And uh, it, it's it's out on Monkey Puzzle slash Atlantic Records. Speaking of the monkeys, the first monkeys album is also being re-released for the nine millionth Day. time. Yeah, and and a Mickey Dolan's album is being released. Mickey Dolan's puts you to sleep, which has the greatest album cover maybe ever. What is it? What is it? Well, it's Mickey Dolan's in a nightcap with an alarm clock on his table and a cup of tea. I think is what it is. Well, let's see. A, a cup but of tea, quote unquote. I think. Let's see. Oh yes, yeah. It looks like your dirty uncle in a night in a kerch, you know, a nightcap, and yeah. This is an RSD first release, fifteen hundred, and that, it was put out in nineteen ninety one. An album of soft rock classics for his children. It has Pillow Time, Dream a Little Dream, uh -oh. Beautiful Boy, Blackbird, Lullaby to Tim, Fool on the Hill, Good Night, Good. A lot of Beatles songs. Yeah. I was like, good night, really? Um, St. <laughs> Judy's Comet, the Moonbeam song, Remember, Sugar Mountain, and the Porpoise song. There you go. Yo, a Porpoise song's from uh, the monkey's head. There you go. So, uh, yeah. I won't be buying that. You should just for the album artwork alone. No, really. No, that's why I'm getting that freaking Randy Savage album from you. No, that one you got to play. You're missing out if will. you don't. I probably will. Anyway, suffice to say, there, there, there is more on here that I thought initially. At first, I looked at it, and I'm like, this sucks. Uh, that really was my first impression. But diving, look, there's a Jonas Brothers album. Oh, there uh, you go. Yeah, that made my day right there, finding that one. But, um, you know, Joan Jets and the Blackhearts. I mean, there there is some quality stuff on here. It's not as i don't think it's as strong as some other record store days for sure uh it's definitely one of the weaker ones in recent history but you dig and you could find some good stuff so not even if you dig you flip uh, yeah i mean it just depends on who you are though you know again if yes. you're a jazz guy you're in heaven you're absolutely in heaven if you're a blues guy you're in heaven if you're an rb guy you're in heaven or gal for that matter um you know, if you're like a heavy metal dude or gal, you got a couple of pieces, not much. Usually there's a lot more in that realm, you know, but you do have Steeler. You do have Napalm Death. You do have Death. Lots of yes. Death. Lots uh, of Death. Lots of Death. You know, if you're more of like a like a like a straight up pop rock, I mean, you know, there's there's uh, Collective Soul and a few other things. 
you know, and if you like rap, well, you got Cypress Hill, you got uh, Dr. Dre, you got a few other things there, but mainly heavily jazz and and, and blues. Yep. So I think uh, the April record store day will come back with a vengeance. This yeah. whole year uh, in general, uh, in this industry, meaning records, music, uh, guitars, et cetera, has been a strange one. You know, it, it's been strange because everybody's been touring now, you know, and they're looking in archives for stuff as because they don't have new records to put out, you know, that like everybody's been touring from the album they did three years ago because that was what came out before COVID, you know, even <laughs> Tool joking around. I mean, you know, when did that album come out it was 2019. It's 2023. They're still touring for it. They have a tour set up next year. And they said, yeah, we're getting old. We're going to make this one a little bit. We're going to kind of come together on this one a little quicker. But it's still five years. Yeah. You know, it's better than 13 years, <laughs> you know, uh, between the, the, the last two. But uh, I think what we're going to see next year is we're going to see a lot of these bands that were touring this year go back into the studio and you know uh, just start producing and i think middle part of next year summer tours are going to be big with new albums that they're that they're touring on so that's it good riddance to 2023 yeah let's call it let's call it a day on that one though we'll probably be back in a couple weeks to talk more shit anyway because we got to talk about what we want for christmas that's a good one yeah Although so, most probably don't want to know what I want for Christmas. You know, you want another dragon. So you have two stereo dragons <laughs> that just, you know. You yes. Know. And then you're going to have, uh, then you're going to have the, what, what else do they have in Game of Thrones named speakers, you know. Is, or maybe we'll just go do and I want my House of Atreides surround sound, you know. Uh, isn't that supposed to come out soon? The new, the, that second Dune movie? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so now that the strike is over, yay, we can get back to, like, watching new stuff as opposed to me watching Star Wars over and over and over again, which is not bad. Uh, so that's all we got for this. Uh, we got two more segments left, and you know what they are. Of course, it's Discovered, and this song sucks. Uh, I haven't thought about my, dis my This Song Sucks, but I have thought about Discovered, and for that i need to i need to shill for another band so let me get up uh unless i no i have to go grab it uh okay. nick talk for a minute i'm not sure what he wants me to talk about that came out of nowhere um definitely uh get out and support your independent music stores uh don't buy from you know the big box places you know who i'm referring to not just stores but there's one with the swoosh with the arrow that drops stuff on your porch don't buy records from them uh also don't buy gear from the place that sends you candy you know who i'm talking about mike won't agree with that so i'm going to say that while he's gone i have no idea what you just said but i hope it was nice if not you can blow me it wasn't about you it well okay. it wasn't nice but it was not about you <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, this week, I'm going to shill for my our friends in Yachtly crew that now have vinyl. Looks great. This, yeah, it does, actually. It's pretty awesome. And, and, and you want to see something fun? Look at the color of this vinyl. Transparent flamingo pink. Nice. So. Awesome. You can see through it. <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations to those guys for getting this out 
Uh, it is available on their website, yachtlycrew.com or yachtrockband.com. They own both. I can't put it back in. But today, I'm going to uh, totally shill and say their cover of Steal Away is pretty damn good. Uh, but also Ride Like the Wind. So I'm kind of hard-pressed to pick which one of those. But I'm going to go with Steal Away because I did a heavy metal version of it that I like, too. But, yeah, their version of Steal Away is actually pretty pretty spot on. Um, and if you guys go to go to yachtlycrew.com, buy Seize the Day. It is recorded and uh, recorded, produced, mixed by Chris Lord Algae, and that guy has done a thing or two. No, uh, just, a just, just a couple. Just a couple of things. If you if you look up him or his brother Tom, they've recorded and mixed like most of your favorite albums, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a great it's great. I mean, just that you know that translucent transparent pink is awesome because it is transparent. It's not translucent. No. It's like clearly see through, uh, which is kind of fun. So that'll be mine for this week. I am shilling for them. Seize the day, yachtly crew. That is the EP. Steal away. Originally done by Robbie Dupree. Yes. Those guys are, uh, I'm assuming you went to their two San Diego shows, Mike? One. One. Okay. Yeah, they, they, that was this Saturday. That's actually when this was released. Okay. It actually came out, you know, that day because they got the boxes from Mailboat Records the day before. They opened them up at the show. Uh, so, yeah, I got first press, dude. First edition. First OG. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, those guys are getting huge, man. Like, it's yeah. it's it's great. It's great to see. Uh, obviously, their friends are. It's better friends of Mike than mine, but especially because I don't like dreams. But um, it's well, great to see their success because they've worked, they've worked super hard. I saw my buddies in Blackberry Smoke last week in Indiana at this big place called the Blue Gate Performing Arts Center. It held probably 1,500 people, and I'm looking at they had memorabilia all over the place from people who had played there, and sure enough, right dead center was a big sign poster from Yachtly Crew. And I said, there look, you go. there you go, playing the same size places as uh, Blackberry Smoke. Yep. So they're, they're blowing up, and uh, let's let's talk about Dreams for a quick second. So uh, we all know <laughs> that Dreams by Van Halen is is kind of a thing. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get that where I could show it to everybody. But I was in a I was in Connecticut in a coffee shop, and I had to use the facilities. And in the bathroom, I heard them playing Dreams. So I That's I started filming. I started filming you know, the bathroom and, and with dreams playing. And then I slowly panned down to me improving the song by peeing in the toilet and that noise mixing with dreams just improved it. So I sent it to Nick and Rob and both seem to appreciate it for very different reasons. So nobody, I mean, nobody sailor, knows, sailor. Yeah, I was going to say nobody sailor. knows who Rob is. Yeah. Sailor, Sailor Hawkins, the drummer. Um, so yeah. So uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what would your cover be this week? So my cover, I'm going to pick. I actually didn't know it was a cover when I first got the record. So uh, Marvelous 3 put out a brand new record, their first in 23 years. For those that don't know, Butch Walker, who I'm a huge fan of, or as Mike refers to him, Bob Williams. Yeah, um, as Fred. It's his uh, It's his original, Is well, one of his bands. He wasn't a hair metal band previous to that, uh, <laughs> which... Uh, Mike knows that record comes up often in our vinyl auctions group, Butch's hair metal band. Which one again? South Gang. Oh, yeah, South Gang. Yeah, that yeah. does pop up. Yep. Yeah. And, and not uh, just a little. 
<laughs> no, I well, I tried to win it the one time when it was up yeah. against Slayer, and remember Ian was like, "Well, of course he picks Slayer. Who the hell would want this?" <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there all bummed out because my number didn't get called. Anyways, um, they put out a new record called Four. It's awesome, front to back, great. If you're a fan of Cheap Trick, um, that's probably the easiest band to relate them to. If you're a fan of Cheap Trick, you need to check it out. But there's a song on it called She Sheila, which is by an Atlanta-based band called The Producers. Uh, Marvelous Three are from the Atlanta area, so they did it as a tribute to them. Uh, it was a hit on MTV, very 80s uh, derivative. Um, but now it's like a just a badass fucking rock tune. Um, and it's a great song, uh, but it's a great cover. And the whole point of Discovered is... If you like it as much or better than the original. And I like it better. Well, there you go. We'll go with that one. And I will have to give it a listen. Give it a listen. All right. Now, we don't have one. We don't have two. We have three intros now for this. <laughs> so we'll start. We'll start here because it's time for This Song Sucks. But wait, there's more. If that wasn't enough. That's the ultimate example of this song sucks is that one. Yeah. So, um, all right, you go first. All right. So I totally wasn't prepared for this song sucks this week, but I have one because I was thinking about it. So (laughs) I was, uh, for a, a variety of reasons, I was revisiting the catalog of enough's enough. They're great. They are great. They are great. But, but they have a song. Uh, I don't even know how I stumbled upon it because when I said I was revisiting their catalog, I really meant their first two records, which are the only ones anybody really realizes exists, even though they have like 30. <laughs> um, but I ended up on a record from 2002. I think it's called it's I think it's called Welcome to Blue Island, which is, of course, a song on their second record. Um, but there's a song on there called Roll Me. And the chorus is roll me. Roll me. Roll me like a doobie. Roll me. OK, well, very profound. So do I really <laughs> need to say anything more about it than that? Well, I mean, for the stoners out there, they're all right. Uh, you know, was it done with a poppy, you know, like a power pop sort of sensibility around it? it no, it was done with an early 2000s metal tinge to it. Oh, that, that's not good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, roll me, roll me, roll me like a like doobie. Like a doobie. Well, as one does. <laughs> All right. Uh, mine is very simple. Uh, going back to the uh, Black Sabbath, uh, you know, listening uh, uh, of the past week. You're going to say War Pigs, right? No. 
Okay, you're gonna say, say pa- you're gonna say paranoid, right? No. You're gonna shut up, Ozzy. You're gonna say Iron fan. Man. Shut right? up. You're gonna say the song Black Sabbath, right? No, especially not that song. That song is great. It's evil. Um, the, it's a song called Swing in the Chain from Never Say Die. Why haven't you heard of it? Because Bill Ward sings on it. <laughs> so I don't think I need to say anything else. Why did Bill Ward sing on it? Because Ozzy refused to sing on it. So funny thing about that album that I, that I was unaware of until I did a little more research on it because I was just thinking. Ozzy left during the recording of that album. And so like in the middle of it, they're like... uh uh, we need a singer. So they got this guy, Dave Walker, who used to sing for Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> and so he was writing lyrics. And then like Ozzy came back. He's like, I'm not singing anything that guy wrote. Uh, and I believe that swinging the chain was one of them. So they needed to get the record done. They needed to record uh, and, and get this album completed. So Bill Ward was kind of forced to sing on it. Wow. Yeah. And then there's another song on the album called Breakout. Ozzy again refused to sing on it, so it's an instrumental. And think about <laughs> think about all the horrible songs Ozzy sang. And all right, he you know, stop that. it, just stop it. Like Mister Tinker Train. All right, that was well after this. I'm just saying. Think about the guy who was. That, I'm to your point. Those songs have to be awful because a guy that sang Mr. Tinker Train didn't want to sing this song. All right. Or Gets Me Through. Or I Don't Want to Stop. I Don't Want to Stop's a good song. No, it is not. It is. That song song. is terrible. It's a good song and you're wrong. What about Scream? That's also bad. That's not great. And me hear you scream. I'm not. I'm not. I, that that's no not i'm not big on that one so i'll let you have that one but you know i don't want to stop as a good tune i don't think so most everything on no more tears is good what about mr tinker train i could see how that could be abrasive <laughs> <laughs> i could see how that could be abrasive all right we're done uh thank you all for hanging out with us my name is mike that is nick nick what store do you own rock city music company and where are you located Five Mile in Farmington in Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you? Rock, <laughs> RockCityMusicCo.com and all social media platforms. And when are the Record Store Day records going to be available online? Saturday. Remember that, people. Friday is when you can buy them in store. Saturday, whatever's left over, Nick will have up online. If there's anything left. If there's anything left for that matter. The goal is to not have anything left. You gotta get You gotta get the sample of roll me like a doobie to drop. I may have that for next time around. So um we'll we'll uh you know we'll we'll make that happen. Whoa, what that. what version was that? Oh that was it's not unusual, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> From from one of my favorite bands, the Jimmy Hoffa Experience. Yes. What a great fucking name. Sorry, I've had that thing for like, geez, 25 years now. That's that's got to be one of the greatest (laughs) band names ever.
Jimmy and I stole Hoffa that from experience. I stole that from somebody else. I I do have to give credit to Pete Murray of Ultraspank. He's the one that just blurted it out one day, and I went, "I'm going with that." So, That's all right, we are done. Uh, we will see you guys m- maybe not next week because I'm just swamped with sales type stuff, and Nick should be swamped with sales type stuff. But we should come back uh, n- December sixth if Nick is around. Uh, it'll be the what do we want for Christmas episode. Plus, it's my birthday the next day, so it'll be celebrating my birthday because I'm awesome. By the God, way, Nick, I can't what, believe it's already up to your birthday again. What did I buy you for your birthday? Oh, Mike sent me a copy of a brand new, untouched virgin yes. copy of John Mellencamp's Scarecrow. And what did CD. I say in the uh, what did I say in the note? Uh, it was I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like uh, it took me a long time to find your birthday gift, but now I found it. Hopefully, uh, you don't get mad, but you probably are because you get mad every thirty seconds. It was like well, something no, like I, that. It was more like the I hope you enjoy your frisbee. Yeah, that's what. It, but yeah, you did say <laughs> that part too. I hope you enjoy your frisbee, and uh, you're probably <laughs> mad because you get mad every thirty seconds. Because you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So anyway, you want to make Nick not mad? Here's what you do. Buy at his store, rockcitymusicco.com. And co is not C-O-E. It's not C-O-H. It's C-O, rockcitymusicco.com. Buy everything there. Buy all the PRSs. Yes. Which are current 20% off or something like that. Yes. Yeah, you got it. I know this stuff. As you should. All right, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you all. We love you all. Uh, let me see your cigarette lighters. People, uh, I got to uh, say goodbye one more time. Can we get one more? Wow. <laughs>